Welcome to Smart Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Smart Cleaning School podcast, helping cleaning professionals make the impact that they were meant to make. We have a funny papers edition. I got two funny cat stories. I mean, these things used to be viral on YouTube. Maybe they'll be viral on podcasts, especially cleaning podcasts. Funny cat stories. Can you imagine that a cat and a vacuum cleaner are mortal enemies? If you've ever cleaned your own house and you have a cat, you've probably witnessed this. Cats are so afraid of a vacuum cleaner. Recently, I was cleaning at a vet hospital. This vet hospital has a pet cat that lives there. I'm vacuuming under a couch in one of the exam rooms and a cat bolts out in panic fear. He's running across the room and he hits the next section of floor where my son had just mopped. Have you ever seen a cat running on ice? Running like crazy and scared as crazy, but not actually going anywhere. (laughs) Just slipping into the sidewall, his little feet and arms going back and forth, back and forth. It's like a cat on a treadmill, just going and going and going until eventually he loses control and steers into the side of the wall and goes boom. Hilarious. I'm sorry, Mr. Cat. I shouldn't laugh at you. And I did not do it on purpose. I forgot you were under there. But boy, that was a great coordinated effort of me vacuuming because I'm getting ahead of my son as I was vacuuming that room and he was mopping behind me. So he was a room or two behind. And so he jumps out of the vacuumed room into the area where it was a sheet of ice. And goodbye, cat. He was okay. No cat was harmed in the in this story. He dusted himself back off and found another hiding spot. Cat story number two. When I was house cleaning, this probably goes back about eight years. It's happened more than once, but this one time is so memorable. And it goes like this. I'm vacuuming the second floor of a family's home. They have a cat. I don't know it. I guess there's, there's cat hair, so I presume there's a pet. I go inside of one of the bedrooms And I always vacuum behind a door. A lot of cleaners don't do that. So I have to open the door. And a lot of times I will, in a smaller bedroom, I'll need to come into the bedroom with the vacuum cleaner because it's plugged in a different room. I use a backpack. And then I have to close the door. And then I can vacuum behind that area. And so in this particular room, I opened the door, went in, closed the door, did the little corner area at the fa- at the foot of the bed, started vacuuming under the bed a little bit longer, and then <laughs> it was like a wave of orange fur just kind of blew by me like a hurricane. It was like Heathcliff in shape before the lasagna. Before I could even turn the vacuum off, the cat had hit the front door of the room so hard it just thumped <laughs> what the heck just happened i turn around and there's the cat 
And before I could even try and get the door to open it, I'm still trying to turn the vacuum off. I hear this incessant scratching and then a thump. Incessant scratching and then a thump. (laughs) Look at the cat. And there it goes. It hits the door. It jumps as high as it can. It scratches at the top of the door. It's like over the doorknob height, maybe a good three and a half, four feet high with all of its energy and adrenaline. It's scratching, it's scratching. And then gravity brings it back down. It thumps, boom, hits the door again with its head and then jumps again. His little scratchers going like crazy at the door and then down, thump. Up, down, up, down. I finally get my vacuum turned off. I go to the door. I open it. And the wave of orange just out the door. And I could just hear the scratching as it went down the steps. Yes, that really happened. If you have a cat, you can totally see this. I wasn't prepared for that. And it was so funny. I did tell the owners and they said, don't worry about it. Our cat is afraid of vacuum. And I said, yep, I haven't encountered a cat that is not as you can tell from these two stories. This is a powerful follow-up to my last episode, Building Blocks. I shared a story about Legos and building your cleaning company in blocks that are duplicatable. I had developed a building block as an optimized solo cleaner, but there was no scaling needed. I shared in Building Blocks that we created our first scalable building block in 2022 which was comprised of 16 commercial locations and eight employees. This block earned my family $40,000 of income on $166,000 in annual revenue. This is not a good percentage to keep because the first block is very unprofitable. So don't applaud for me too much and say, great job, Ken. But here's the thing. The second block nearly triples our income. There is something vital that I did not mention that really deserves its own episode. How was I able to trust others after being a solo cleaner for 15 years? How was I able to delegate, create systems, and get others to do just as amazing a job cleaning as I did solo? Did you ever find yourself asking that question? Here's the simple answer. You must let go of your control or you'll never succeed with a team. I had lunch with a new friend of mine. Randy Moyer is owner of Moyer Specialty Foods in Southerton, Pennsylvania. They sell trail mixes and all sorts of goodies that I was so thankful Randy sent me home with that day. I had posted on Facebook a few weeks previously that I was scaling my business and the e-myth was a big help. He commented that the book helped him successfully scale his business past $1 million of revenue several years ago, and he's grown much more since then. We had some common friends and decided to meet for lunch, and that lunch was amazing. I think we went almost three hours. It was so cool. Randy is a very interesting guy with a lot of personal freedom and a lot of good stories. I consider him a new mentor and thrilled to have an opportunity to highlight his amazing company. Randy mentors other entrepreneurs as well. There was a point in the lunch while I was telling my story that Randy just stopped me and said this, Ken, that right there is why so many solopreneurs and small businesses fail. You figured it out. You have already overcome the most difficult thing. Now all you have to do is grow. Here's the story I told him. Randy, 
I was a solo cleaner for a long time, 15 years. Cleaned everything myself with near perfection, like a level 10 out of a 10 scale. I inspected my work after every cleaning, and I did well. When I set this new freedom vision to go to Florida for a month with my family, I was deathly afraid. How was I going to find others that could clean like I did while I was gone in Florida? As the months leading up to the trip were torn from our 2021 calendar, I felt the pressure building and mounting big time. We had invested a lot in overhead to be able to hire, but we needed $5,000 per month in new revenue as the first part of our Florida goal. We hit that in December 2021. It was so exciting. This left me with 60 days to delegate 10 offices. I was even more pressured now. The deadline of the goal created the pressure. Did you guys hear that? The deadline of the goal created the pressure. That's when I figured something out. I was onboarding six new office locations. I was amazed at the level of cleaning other professional commercial cleaning companies in my area were offering. I literally found dirt and dust, not just missed a time or two. These former companies missed them every time for months. And that's when I realized that the level of service being paid for currently by professional companies in my area was around a three or four on that same scale of 10. This blew my mind. I don't need to clean to a level 10. Nobody could afford it for one. And another thing, it's not possible to train people to be perfect. I realized that I could train to a level eight. I could call eight excellence, where 10 is perfection. Heck, the customer would pay a little more for the C3 experience and get double the cleaning benefit from a level four to a level eight. I could then train employees to clean 80% as good as me. This allowed me to create a cleaning scorecard and a training strategy. It's a win-win. The customer gets a better cleaning. The employee doesn't have to be perfect. Mistakes and missed spots are allowed. I hired seven people in December 2021 and January 2022. I trained five of them in the C3 experience and inspected their work every week. Then I left for Florida. We did it. The first major obstacle cleared. But then something else happened. We were gone for a month in another state. I couldn't physically see every location every time like I did as a solo and like I did before leaving in January. It was excruciating that first week, but nothing bad happened. I trusted and I prayed for our team and they performed. The second week was even easier. And by the end of the month, I had so much peace of mind that I knew this was going to work. I had learned how to give up control over my business and trust other people to run it. I had also given my company to God and said, this is not mine. Lord, you own it all. Help me run it better. We got home and I've never looked back. The control is gone. 
I now feel like I can grow to $500,000, to $1 million, and beyond. Do you understand how I released the control over my business? Believe me, I was a control freak. Solo cleaners, if you're out there listening, you're a control freak. If you're struggling to grow from a solo cleaning business and to scale, you're a control freak. You have to trust other people. Here's how I did it. Three steps. Number one, it's not my business. It's God and I manage it for him. I truly believe this. It's why I have a mission as a 10 talent steward. It's not mine. It's his. He controls it. That took a lot of pressure off me. Number two, I set a deadline to leave the business for a month. I had to hire, train, and trust others. This forced me to take action, regardless of how I felt about it. I realized that a level eight was the perfect level to train others to, and it shed it off a little bit more of the control. And number three, I couldn't be there for a month to check on things, and nothing broke. No one complained. In fact, one company knew I was gone and told me that my employees were cleaning as if Ken was still cleaning. I no longer had to check quality every time. I could now do it every other week or once a month. More control shed off. Enough of it shed that I was able to come back and overcome my control freak perfectionist mindset and grow. Just like Randy had said before I shared how I did it, when Randy said this, Ken, that right there is why so many solopreneurs and small businesses fail. You figured it out. You have already overcome the most difficult thing. Now all you have to do is grow. What was that thing that Randy was talking about? You have to learn how to let go of your control. Otherwise, you will never, ever, ever, ever grow. Is that clear enough? <laughs> I hope so. Are you a little bit too controlling? Would you like to talk about it? Go ahead and book a free coaching call with me on the Smart Cleaning School website at www.smartcleaningschool.com. Make sure to check out the many free and paid resources available on the website as well. I look forward to helping you overcome your control too. Have an amazing day. Thank you for listening to Smart Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.